Welcome to Res Talk, your source for the latest news, opinions, and training from top building performance, rating, and auditing experts. Here's your host, committed building science enthusiast and registered professional engineer, Bill Spohn. Welcome back to another episode of the Res Talk podcast. I'm your host, Bill Spohn, and we're going to communicate some late breaking news and thoughtful insights to the ResNet ecosystem, to all the stakeholders in the ResNet ecosystem. So what's on the mind of housing consumers? How important is a rated home? What kind of consumers are attracted to buy rated homes? Today I'd like you to listen in as Steve Baden shares some details and insights into a new study that was conducted by Freddie Mac. The study found that HERS rated homes sold for an average of 2.7% more than comparable unrated homes. And homes with lower HERS index scores sell for even more, 3-5% to more than homes with higher scores. Steve covers some of the reasons and processes involved in the study that merged HERS data from a random sampling of 70,000 rated homes with about 380,000 non-rated homes and added credit bureau insights to gain insights into the profiles of the buyers. So let's listen in as Steve describes to us some of the results, the causes, the effects, the processes involved in this study by Freddie Mac describing HERS rated homes. How are you doing today, Steve? I'm doing fine. I appreciate the opportunity to be able to discuss the study. So what's happened here? Freddie Mac found some interesting data about HERS-rated homes. Can you tell us about that? Yes. What they found was that homes that were rated sold on an average of about 2.7% more than comparable unrated homes. And in addition, homes that received a lower HERS index score also sold from between 3 to 5% more than homes with the higher index scores. And the study found that the buyers of these HERS-rated homes also have more desirable mortgage profiles. And before we go into it, let me give you a kind of description of who Freddie Mac is, because... Yeah, that's a good idea. A lot of listeners may not know what it is. Freddie Mac is a public government-sponsored secondary mortgage market whose mission is to keep the mortgage money flowing, support the stability of the housing market, and promote housing affordability. Freddie Mac is ranked number 38 of the 2018 Fortune 500 list of largest United States corporations by total revenue. This basically is called a government enterprise. Its sister is Fannie Mae, and they basically come into the private mortgage market. And the essence is that since homes are so expensive, local banks generally cannot afford to do mortgages. So what Fannie and Freddie does is they purchase mortgages from a originator or mortgage bank that you used to go to, and then they bank them, and then they take it to the marketplace as government-held securities. And there are, they offer pretty good lending rates because even though they are not a government entity, they have the fact that they are sponsored by the federal government. And in addition, it's unique opportunity now because both Fannie and Freddie are under federal receivership because of the crash that took place in 2008, and they're much more answerable to the federal government and consumer needs because of this receivership. Does that have anything to do with why they did the study, this answerability? Yes, it is, because the federal government has set a mandate that's aimed at tackling the nation's most persistent housing challenges. Particularly here in California, housing is a serious issue. We're seeing across the country the lackage of housing. A lot of the millennials who, after the shock, had to stay with their parents and stuff, they are now able to move out, have their resources, have jobs, but unfortunately are not able to take advantage of the mortgage process. 
And so to address that part of that mandate and problem, Freddie Mac started what was called the Duty to Serve Initiative. The initiative included making homes that more affordable, that are energy efficient, and uh, has lower operating cost. And in order to look into what should be done or what the state of the market is, Freddie Mac decided to undertake this study to understand the performance of homes that were rated as energy efficient. So in any kind of study, there needs to be some sort of structure to it. How did that work? Where did, how did the data flow and like how many samples were used? Yeah, it, it is quite comprehensive. Freddie Mac used data provided by ResNet on hers rated homes from 2013 to 2017. And then from that data of over 100,000 homes, Freddie Mac selected a random sampling of about 70,000 hers rated homes. And then working with a major credit bureau, Freddie Mac obtained data on each of these homes, plus five comparable unrated homes for each rated home, which meant that this study encompassed over 450,000 properties. That makes it pretty statistically significant and, and comprehensive then. And I think one of the important features of this that is that they involved a major credit bureau. What this did was allowed to make a light comparison of the performance of hers rated homes and those that were not rated. This allowed them to analyze the mortgage performance of the 70,000 hers rated homes with a best base set of 380,000 unrated homes. In addition, since the credit bureau was involved, they were able to provide some demographic and other information like sales price, the demographics of people buying the homes, and the mortgage performance that makes this study so special. You just said so special. Has anything like this been done before? There's been a study that was done by the University of North Carolina that looked at the simple question of how does hers rated homes perform? It was done on homes based upon or sold during the economic crisis. But what it did was able to find, however, was that hers rated homes had a lower default ratio than others. The study was limited, however, because it did not have that access to credit bureau information to actually dive in and look at deep at the people who are purchasing it. Yeah, that really takes a more intensive look at the overall business kind of aspect of it, the market as a whole. Yes, it does. What were the major findings that resulted from the study? Well, the findings fit into what I would say is three broad categories, which I think would be interest to the listeners. The first is sales data on HERS-rated homes as compared to non-HERS-rated homes. Then the mortgage loan performance of HERS-rated homes as compared to non-HERS-rated homes. And then it looked into and reported on the demographics of persons purchasing HERS-rated homes. So let's break that down in terms of the report's findings with the sales data aspect. What were the summary of the results there? Yeah, and this is significant. The study found that HERS-rated homes are sold on an average of 2.7% more than comparable unrated homes. And I think even of most interest is that homes with even a lower HERS score are sold for between 3 and 5% more than homes with the higher scores. So what in essence it says is that buyers are putting a premium on homes that are documented to be energy efficient. And they're putting even more of a premium on homes that have a higher energy performance and lower horse index scores. So I'm sure you conceptualized this, but would you say you predicted it at all or knew this was coming or any kind of outside indicators? There has been a number of studies that at, at the local level. I'm thinking of California and the Pacific Northwest that had some kind of this information. 
but because the base was rather small, this is the first national. And what this study has found kind of finds and it tracks in essence with what these other studies did. But again, this is significant because this is 350, 100,000 homes that was reviewed and 70,000 of them being hers rated from all across the country. So from a builder's perspective, this should be very interesting and give them another aspect to present when they're talking about building an energy efficient and especially a home with, that has a lower HERS rating index. Now, what did the report kind of give you information in terms of loan performance? What, what was happening on that end? Yeah, and this is very interesting too. From an underwriting perspective, there are notable differences between HERS rated homes and unrated homes. And these are, the first one is that ResNet rated homes have lower delinquency rates than unrated homes, both in terms of becoming over 60 days and over 90 days delinquent. So basically, persons that who purchase these HERS rated homes are having a much lower delinquency rates. In addition, that people purchasing homes with HERS lower HERS index scores has even a lower delinquency rate. And the lower delinquency rates found in the study remain for people who purchase HERS-rated homes versus unrated homes, even for homeowners with a higher debt-to-income ratios of 45 or more. So basically, even the people who have high debt-to-income ratios, their people purchasing these homes have a lower mortgage delinquency than the purchasers of non-rated homes. It'd be interesting to get a psychologist involved here and really figure out what's going on in people's heads, but it makes sense. It's an interesting issue because the question arises, was this done because these homes are have higher premium in the market, or is it the people who purchase these homes have better mortgage profiles? And there really isn't an answer to that question because they wasn't able to find that these ideas that these homes were having lower delinquent rates because they were hers rated. But to me, when you look at the bigger picture, it does have a pattern that no matter what reason, the people who buy HERS-rated homes have lower delinquency rates, which tells the mortgage industry these are safer loans. Right. Absolutely. So we talked about a little bit about demographics. Can you give us a couple more insights or highlights into the demographics of people purchasing the homes? I found that these are perhaps the most interesting findings of the study. Through using the Credit Bureau data, Freddie Mac found that families who purchase homes with lower HERS index scores perform better and have better mortgage profiles. And these better profiles include persons who finance homes with lower HERS index scores were found to have a higher average credit score. In other words, better FICO stores, as they say in the industry. They also had lower loan-to-values, which in the industry is called LTV, ratios at origination. And the persons who have the home, bought, purchased these HERS-rated homes have lower origination and paid principal balances uh, they also found that the people purchasing these HERS rated have on average higher incomes and homes with lower HER index scores are located in higher neighborhood incomes at the census tract level. It must be a pretty fat study or what's like the size of it, the number of pages? What does it uh, amount to? Well, it's less than 100. Oh, okay. So that's, that's pretty well condensed. But it's got a lot of economic analysis and it delves into the deepness. It goes into the how the study was done and a process. And it's fairly good reading. And the nice thing is it's free. Oh, so how does somebody get one if it's free? Well, they can simply email me for a copy. My email address is sbaden at resnet.us and I will forward them a copy of the study. 
Perfect. So just the Freddie Mac study would be enough of an indicator there, right? Yeah, just say, please send me the Freddie Mac study. So what are some of the key takeaways that you would have for those listeners, builders, raiders, appraisers who listen to this podcast? What are some takeaways from study for them? Very good question. I think the most important thought to carry away with this is that homes that are HERS rated on an average have higher sell values than homes that are not HERS rated, and that homes with lower HERS index scores also achieve higher prices than homes with higher HERS index score. I think this finding should be of great interest to builders and appraisers. The next takeaway is families financing homes with lower HERS index scores had better mortgage performance profiles, and I think this should be of great interest to mortgage lender. And then finally, families who purchase homes with lower HERS index scores had better mortgage profiles. And I think this should be of great interest to the real estate industry. I think the key takeaway is the housing industry should see that persons purchasing homes with lower HERS index scores as premium borrowers and develop an effort to attract such consumers. They should be seen, I think, by the mortgage industry as prime borrowers because of the performance of the loans that they purchase. So the annual conference is coming up. We're talking here late January and the annual conference is coming up in case we get this out before then. I think we will. We're going to try to. Are there any aspects of the conference that will discuss this? Yes, there's a special session of the Freddie Mac who conducted the study that will explain as a breakout session the findings of the study, the depth into how they came up with it, and give an overall view of just what this means and what Freddie Mac is planning on doing based upon the findings of this. I think this is a very important, anyone who is interested in having energy efficiency performance recognized in the mortgage loan should attend this session. So stepping way back, since this study's been connected, any kind of final thoughts you want to leave us with? with how does this impact your opinion of things? I think overall, it shows that the future of the demand for HERS ratings is very bright. The study found that the market is responding to the penetration of homes in the market that are HERS rated. And then what it tells us is that if you have a credible way to measure and communicate a home's energy performance, the right kind of consumers will purchase and finance these homes. My conclusion is that a major effort needs to take place now to make the benefits of HERS rated homes be more affordable in the mortgage process that will allow all to take advantage of owning an affordable energy efficient home. And I'm sure you've got plans and things underway to make all those things happen too, right? Well, and that's one of the big things of the conference. We have a whole section on real estate and financing, and it deals with ratings. Because it's why this mortgage thing for people who maybe are not deaf into it is so important to the industry and to consumers is that you can only lend a certain percent of your income to purchase a home. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, is that if the mortgage market doesn't recognize the value of the energy efficient features, you have to pay for those upgrades out of pocket. And with the tight housing market we have, a lot of people are not walking around with extra change to make these things. So it makes it have to be finance, make these improvements financed outside the mortgage. And frankly, the mortgage process in the United States is the most cheapest way to financing for several reasons. One, they have longer terms. The typical mortgage loan is 30 years. 
Also, the advantage is because they're seen as more secure loans by the mortgage industry through such efforts as Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they're able to do a more premium financing. When you look at a mortgage loan around 3 to 4% and then compare that to a credit card of around 20%, you can see why mortgage financing is so desirable. And if we're able to show that these homes have higher sell values, these customers who buy these homes are less risk, then I think we should conclude as long as it has the savings that are greater than the actual amount of being invested in, financing the entire purchase of these homes, which indeed will then make an energy-efficient home, high-performance energy-efficient home, more affordable because it's, it could be covered through the mortgage loan, a 30-year term at an interest rate of less than 4% currently. Yeah, that all makes sense. It's coming together, the picture, the big picture. Yeah, and the big picture is, if this shows to me that there is promise of this and it makes a lot of sense to do this, and let's think about who wins through this. Well, the first of all who wins is the consumer because they're able to afford a more efficient home that has lower utility bills and is more comfortable and are able to put it into the mortgage loan at uh, very affordable rates for 30 years. The other winner, I think, is builders, because then if it's clearly shown that people who are purchasing energy-efficient homes with low HERS ratings are kind of the gold when you're looking at purchases. They have higher income, they have bigger mortgage performance, and they live in census areas that are very attractive to mortgage lenders. So it's another reason why builders should build more efficient homes and then have them HERS rated to be recognized in the mortgage process. I think this is also good news for the mortgage industry because it shows through a national study conducted by a very credible source, Freddie Mac, that these loans are good and that they should come up with approaches to market to consumers. Why should they purchase energy-efficient homes and then also provide financing in order to that to take place. And then finally, I think it's good for the whole country because by these higher performance homes are being financed and be able to afford to be purchased, we're seeing that we're going to represent energy savings, which draws more income, disposable income for the family, which aids the economy. It also reduces the amount of pollution emissions going on and making the air cleaner and then combating climate change. To me, it's a win-win all the way around. And finally, we have a study that came out there that can serve as a basis for discussions and advocacy into the future. And I laud Freddie Mac for taking this effort up, taking it seriously. As if you listened, this was a comprehensive study. A lot of thought went into it. Economists were involved. And I think that this should be a groundbreaker. It is worth everyone's time to either go to the conference and hear firsthand about it or get a copy of the study and start talking up the idea that these mortgages are good. It makes a lot of sense. There's so many winners in this whole process. And of course, the Raiders themselves are are winners in the sense that they get to take those valuable skills and turn them into something of commercial value to be engaged in this process. You know, Bill, I'm glad you pointed that out because this is really important to Raiders. I think this gives them another tool when they talk to builders, why they should build efficient homes and why they should have them rated. Just the demographic in the study is something that the builder is interested in. One, there's a higher sales price. Two, the people who purchase these homes are sort of premium customers as far as the mortgage industry is concerned. And it just gives another reason why it just makes sense for a builder to build a high-performance home that's HERS rated. 
and which, as you pointed out, also then creates a better revenue stream for raiders. But I encourage every raider to get a copy of this study and then a cup incorporated into their marketing plans. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of good nuggets and tidbits. And again, coming to the conference to sort of hear the overview, get to dialogue with the people that are involved with this will make a big difference too. Yes. The nice thing about it by coming to the conference, not only you, when you read a study, you have your own questions or you listen to this, you may have your own questions. What's nice about it, the ResNet conference process is not only is there a presentation, but there is a time for people to ask the questions about it. And this is going to give everyone a unique opportunity to learn this and get your questions answered. Perfect. This is a great overview, and it really sort of tells the ResNet story in a way of what the intention was for the whole system, the whole process when it was originally conceived. So congratulations again on doing what you've done here. Well, thank you. And I got another piece that you can use as a scoop. We have just gotten the information on the number of homes that were HERS rated in 2019. It grew again, and there was over 244,000 homes HERS rated in 2019. And what to me is incredible is that the average HERS index score went from 61 in 2018 to 59 in 2019. And that 59 HERS score represents a home that is 41% more efficient than a home recently built as 2006 and 60 some percent more efficient than a home built recently as the 1970s. So what's happening is, as the study shows, the market is responding and builders are getting more and much and much more interested. I mean, finding out ways to cost effectively have high performance homes. If we ask about five years ago that the average home score would be 59, I think few people would have believed it. So it's a mark to the credit to builders who are finding out how to maximize the performance of a home and to the raters who do the inspections and stuff and provide that third party verification. But I think that the fact is that in just in one year, the average score went down 2% is pretty incredible. It's pretty huge. And, and the Raiders, I mean, they're somewhat counselors to builders too, in order to do things better. So this shows that the whole machine is really working and going in the right direction, pulling the right direction. That's right, Bill. Yeah, very good. Okay. We're going to wrap it up and give people back their ears so they can go on to other things. But I'm glad you were here to record this with me today, Steve, and for our listeners who listened in. And we want to welcome you to come back, Steve, and the listeners to come back to Res Talk again. So thanks, Steve. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast with Steve Baden about the Freddie Mac study. Now, if you didn't pick it up already, Steve can provide you with a copy of that study. All you need to do is email Steve at sbaden, B-A-D-E-N, at resnet.us and request the Freddie Mac study and it'll send it along to you. The study shows that really the right kind of consumers are appreciating responding to the way HERS rating communicates the value of a home's energy performance. I'll share with you a quote for today. This is by God Said. To study consumer behavior is to explore human nature at its most fundamental level using the modern world as a backdrop. The quote fits very well with what we talked about today, studying the way humors, humans, <laughs> sometimes humorous humans, respond to different trends to stimuli, and it looks like the HERS rating responds to the kind of consumer we're looking to engage with. I want to thank you for listening, and please feedback on ResNet to ResNet, which you've heard here today. If you'd like to hear a new topic covered or have a general question, just send an email to info at resnet.us. If you've not subscribed to the podcast, please consider doing so. And as always, thank you for listening to Rest Talk. Take care. We'll be with you next time.
Thanks for listening to the ResTalk podcast. This podcast is hosted by Bill Spone and is a production of ResNet, the Residential Energy Services Network. The best way to listen to this podcast is to subscribe on an iPhone using the podcast app or on an Android device by downloading the Stitcher app and searching for ResTalk. If you are willing, a review on iTunes of the podcast app will help others find the show and would be very much appreciated. We look forward to talking again soon on ResTalk. Talk.